you think? Should I turn him up a little bit? Or should I have it be balanced with your whispers? Turn me up. Your careless whispers. Gross. From your whispering eye. Three stacks, you gotta stop queefing on the show. You just keep saying words she doesn't know. <laughs> hey. Explain it when you're older. I'm older. Tuesday podcast episode 289. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the Aquaman of podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. Because I'm hot like Jason Momoa. Nope. Oh. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We are going to be talking fish. about. Excuse me? Because you fuck fish. Because I, I love fish dicks in my mouth. What's up, 20, what was that, like 2007 or something like that? I was just going to go earlier, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to be talking about uh, drinking orders and corn syrup and beer trends. And it's a it's a Ginsburg party today as the Three Stacks joins us. Hey. Hi. How's it going? It's going okay. Do you think you've going ever okay. done, done this show before and not waved at the microphone when you've said hi initially so i can't like introduce myself or say hi to people without waving it's very weird i do it in meetings all the time when you have to like go around and do an icebreaker and i'm like hi i'm emily and i wave at just wave you just waved again yep (laughs) even describing needing to wave you need to wave yep that's not as bad as when um in mystery d8 you like ask mary what she wants to do on her turn and she says hi like, we haven't just been playing for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, but it's not it's not cool to burn her when she's not here to defend herself. So, um, Three Stacks, I'm glad you waved at the microphone. What are you going to be drinking today? I'm going to be drinking Oscar Blue's Guns and Rosé, which is a rosé oh. ale, whatever that means. It's a what? I'm sorry? It's a rosé ale, whatever that means. Uh, I see, I see. It just says it's an ale with hibiscus and prickly pear, so I assume it's going to be kind of pink, and it's going to taste... Like a beer. Yeah, maybe a little bit flowery is my uh, experience with hibiscus. I like Oscar Blues in general. You know, Dale's Pale Ale is good. Yugly is maybe my favorite beer of 2018. So, uh, yeah, I hope this works out well. Yeah, they generally do good work. So, the color is spot on for what I was expecting. It looks a lot like a sparkly rosé. A sparkling rosé with a decent head on it. Yeah, well, I'm bad at pouring, so... No, I mean, just saying... It, it smells a little bit flowery, a little bit fruity. It's a little bit more sour than I would have expected, but overall, it's good. It tastes a little whiny, which I guess is what they're going for. So the one sip reaction is, good work, Oscar Blues. Alrighty, I'm going to go next. I have Cigar City Brewing's Guayabera Citra Pale Ale. Uh, I guess this is like a, a one-hop pale ale using citra it is 5.5 percent abv it poured out with a kind of medium head a lot of different bubble sizes kind of a cloudy yellow um a little piney a little fruity in the nose a little piney a little fruity in the taste yeah uh you 
can it, it's it's definitely citra forward um you know seeing as that's how that's the only hop in there it's it's noticeable but it's balanced out with some kind of fruity flavors so my one sip reaction is uh you know pretty it's pretty good we'll have to see what kind of fuller picture i develop as we keep on drinking it but uh it seems like a pretty well balanced pale ale so far samuel what are you drinking i have another beer from odd side i feel like they're good show beers because they often make weird stuff like that pb and j beer a while back ah, yes. uh, this is imperial mayan imperial stat with coffee cinnamon nutmeg and habanero mm. i believe i i told you i'd be drinking some hot pepper bullshit and this is that that is what you said and i think i'm also on record as saying that hot peppers are maybe best featured in a stout because i because i think the the sweetness balances it well yeah i would agree with that Oh, this is great. Okay. This is great. I feel like I've had a lot of hot pepper beers on the show lately that I was like, yeah, I guess this is a hot pepper beer, but like I can, I can still feel the heat in my mouth. Like it's to a point where I'm like curious about how it's going to build because, mm. you know, it's only one sip, so it's hard to say, but I'm like, oh, this might actually be heartburn coming my way, which is like, right. obviously I'm not looking forward to the heartburn, but I am looking forward to, uh. A hot pepper beer that isn't pulling at the punches. Uh, I don't see an ABV. Oh, here we go. Ten. Ten, okay. which, which makes sense. I mean, it's Imperial Stout, and uh, yes. you can you can really go hard in the paint. You can't taste the booze at all in this. You can really go hard with a, a hot pepper beer. And I guess we're doing one-sip reactions? No one told me that that's a, a new featurette on here. My, I liked what Three Stack said. It just it came off the tongue very naturally, so I went with it. Yeah, and so I went ahead and, uh, like really shined the flashlight on it to say let's analyze this i don't care how Wait. natural it is my one sip reaction is give me a second sip oh hey i'll have what i'm having right. <laughs> oh dear okay cool cool well um so all cautiously optimistic except sam who is just already loving his beer i want to make emily drink this but she, she might just decline it uh, okay i'll try it. also i forgot how things work around here my beer is six percent i didn't say that before Oh, thank you. I'm surprised I didn't notice, but um, thank you. What do we think? I like the first, like, two-thirds, and then I was like, hey, hey, did you want your little baby mouth to hurt a tiny bit? I bet you did. <laughs> All right. So definitely definitely spicy then. You can, you can see the heat or feel the heat. I don't know why you would see it, but... Yeah, I mean, I think this is a beer that if I was drinking all of it, I would be very unhappy. But, like, one sip, I'm like, all right, now I just feel like I, like, ate a single hot wing. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, um, that is that is a good uh, review from the two Ginsbergs. Thank you so much. And, You're welcome. Um, oh, how polite. Uh, you know what was not super-duper polite, Samuel? Uh, is it the is corn syrup nonsense? It was it was Bud uh, dropping the hammer on Miller Coors during the Super Bowl, as our plugged in you know tuned in uh, listening population will know. During the Super Bowl, Bud Light had a commercial um, that like was all about a mistaken delivery of corn syrup to the the fictional Bud Light Kingdom, and then they like gave it to the Miller Kingdom and the Coors Kingdom because I guess they used corn syrup and also they use kingdoms and yeah right yes everybody knows that um the bud miller and chorus factories are just built on empty moors in scotland i mean it's all 
it's only a matter of time until these major corporations are sovereign nations anyway. Yeah, who do you think is going to be running Cyber City 1? Is it me? You wish. I do wish. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess Bud was trying to say, hey, look, we don't use corn syrup, even though they do use, like, a shitload of adjunct grains. And uh, lots of people reacted poorly to this. Miller Coors reacted pretty badly. The vice president of the Miller family of brands said that uh, he thought it was an act of desperation from Bud Light. A bunch of corn farmers got real pissed because they thought, like, Bud was insinuating that their product wasn't good. And so this article kind of goes into the, the difference between high fructose corn syrup and corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup is the one that's, like, linked to not being so great for you. And this article claims that Bud was kind of, like, trying to muddy the distinction there. I just think it's weird that Bud is, like, trying to play this game about adjuncts when they use mad amounts of rice and advertise that they use mad amounts of rice. It just seems weird to me. I mean, I... I don't think at all that they are trying to claim that using adjuncts is bad. I think they were absolutely trying to trick people into thinking that Miller and Coors use high fructose corn syrup and their beer is the healthy option. Uh-huh. And, like, it worked. And okay. And Miller and Coors are very angry about it. They sure are. And uh, all the corn farmers are mad, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know... I guess, I guess I get it, but also, like, people are going to continue buying corn products, regardless yeah. of whether or not Bud Light uses corn. So, yeah. I feel like they just wanted to, wanted to remind people that, uh, hey, corn's a thing, keep buying it. Speaking, I guess, I, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of corn being a thing and keep buying it, this is kind of a tangent. I think I don't understand corn subsidies. Can someone explain them to me? No. No. Oh. Wrong podcast, my bad. I mean, I can tell you what they are, but not why we do them. Okay, well, really why we do them is, like, it just seems like, <clears throat> why even have them do the work? If if you're not gonna, like, you're buying the corn and not using it, just, like, be like, we're sorry the economy's bad, have some money. Like, let's just cut out the middle, man. It, that would be socialism, Sam. Uh, and I think you could argue that corn subsidies are socialism. Yes, I mean, there's, it's either socialism for businesses or socialism for people. And uh, right now, we're all about socialism for businesses for some weird reason. But even, like, independent farmers are getting in on this, right? Or is that not true? Uh, see, I'm not qualified enough to speak to that. Okay, that's fine. I, I do, I do, I have read articles about how our farm policy tends to favor agribusiness versus, like, local farmers but I'm, I'm just not confident enough on those details to get into it. Okay. So uh, pivoting to different parts of this article, I feel like I feel like there, there are a lot of threads here, and we could spend a very long time on this article, but we don't necessarily have to, which is weird because you like seemed apprehensive to do it. I just, it's, it seems dumb to me, and I really just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but like we've never a done a dumb people. article before. You usually Wait, like the dumb ones. I've never picked a dumb article, Samuel. I, for one, shouted at Sam about this for like a good 20 yeah, minutes She last just kept night. talking, and I was like, shut up and save it for the show. You never say anything during the articles. And then she just kept opinioning at me. Give, me, give us more opinions. I mean, you did go on like an unprecedented 10-second speaking streak, so that was pretty sweet. But let's, let's keep it going. Yeah, I mean, like, part of what I had to explain to Sam last night was like all of the background that I knew about this. To the point where, like, the CCO, if anyone knows what a CCO is, feel free to tweet at us at uh, Bruce Twos, because 
I assume it's like the chief communication officer. I don't know. He called out Bud Light on Twitter saying, check the label on Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange because they use high fructose corn syrup. And Bud was like, no, stop, stop being obsessed with us, guys. We don't use high fructose corn syrup in those. But do they? They don't, from what I can tell. I mean, like, like... It's weird that the guy would say, check the label. You guys do this. Like, didn't you check the label before you tweeted this? I don't know. That's weird to me. That is weird. Yeah, I just, like, AB InBev for sure uses corn syrup, and particularly high fructose corn syrup, in products they sell. But, like, trying to call out Bud Light specifically on Twitter saying, hey, you use this. Like, no, Bud Light is its own product. Uh, so I googled CCO, by the way. Uh, it stands Chief for... Chief Corn Officer. It stands for a number of things. Chief Corn Officer is not among them. Ah. Um, but in this case, the ones that seem the most likely are Chief Creative Officer, Content Officer, Communications Officer, Commercial Officer. Those all seem like they could be it. Or Chump Officer. And uh, I've just discovered that my new favorite part of this is that uh, Frank's Red Hot got in on this and just tweeted, yo, peep the label. We don't have any corn syrup either. And then Bud Light <laughs> retweeted with just the comment, friends. <laughs> I mean, Frank's Red Hot makes a good product, but I don't really care whether or not they use corn syrup. And I think that's the point. No one really cares whether any of these u- products use corn syrup, but they're all angry at each other, and it makes me happy when corporations yell at each other on the internet. I think somebody's probably angry about it. I think uh, the same people... I think it's just the corn farmers. Well, I don't know. Like, I think some people care if there's, like, of what's in their beer. That's why people buy shitty beer, like, you know, what is MGD64 or whatever. I just, I feel like the people who care about what is in their beer are not the people buying Miller Lite or Bud Light. I guess what it comes down to is, like, for us, the three of us know that Corn is an adjunct and rice is an adjunct, and it doesn't really matter which one you use. So, like, mm-hmm. it's really a pot kettle black situation. But uh, there are some people who don't realize that there's not that big of a deal between different adjuncts you use. So, are there people who, who drink that type of beer, you know, what we would call uh, mass produced American swill, who also care about whether or not their beer has corn syrup? who also don't understand what an adjunct grain is. Well, if their market research didn't indicate yes, they wouldn't have put out the commercial. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're paying for the Super Bowl ad, then they must have done enough research. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it's a little of a, bit of a bummer for me. After last week, we did that article about their uh, green initiatives, and we were uh, like... they were doing such a good job. And we were like, oh, look at them doing things that I don't hate. Really, yeah. I, I guess I probably should have watched the Super Bowl... Just for the, just, not even, you know, people, there are people like, I only watch it for the commercials. I should watch Uh it just for the Bud Light commercials so I can be up to speed on this shit. Right. All right. Well, we've done our academic, you know, journalistic diligence here. I'm putting this to bed. Unless Three Stacks, you have anything else to say here? No, I mean, I just. She's not drunk enough to yell at you yet. I'm not, I'm not drunk enough to yell at you. Really, just, I think that Bud Light honestly did a pretty good job doing what they were trying to do and like. I don't love their product, but good on them, because what they were trying to do is make people angry, and what they did <laughs> is make people angry. They, people are talking about their product and think that it is, like, 
They clearly wanted people to think that their product is the right choice nutritionally, and they are taking a lot of steps in the right direction for that. They really come across here as agents of chaos, and I kind of love that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's where we're going to end it then. Have you guys been up to anything chaotic lately? Oh, yes. Yes? You're going to think this is boring, but this is this is the most excitement I've had in a while. Uh-huh. Uh, the weather here has been not so. Would you say the weather outside is frightful? Frightful, yes. I would okay. say that. Yes. Why do you ask? Uh, I'm just curious. <laughs> there's just like, our driveway is just a sheet of ice now. So you'd say the driveway is not delightful. I don't know that I've ever referred to a driveway as delightful, so I don't know what point you're making here. You're not living. Our driveway is terrible in good weather, so... It's, you it, haven't lived until either you or someone else has referred to your driveway as delightful. Is, it, is that like the weirdest Greg Coppolo remix? Sure is. That reference is only for me, my man. Yeah. Okay. You think anybody else is listening? All right. I'll explain it when you're older. I feel excluded and I don't like it. Yeah, you don't want to talk about this to our millions of fans. I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. Anywho, there's just, there's so much ice and it makes, uh, dog walking very difficult because I'm slipping and sliding and they're slipping and sliding and the whole time we're both like we wish this wasn't happening so so a couple of times Barley has just like five percent of the way through the walk just been like nah dog this ain't me and started walking home and I've been and like you know if it were nice out I'd be like okay come on and like kind of drag him along a little bit and then he'd start going again but if he's like, I don't want to walk, I'd be like, me neither. And now I'm not I'm not a lazy, bad dog owner. I'm the considerate dog owner who's making sure that the dog isn't in the cold. Because, you know, I mean, he's fucking naked. So, like, I assume, I don't know, he's got fur he's and shit. He's naked, he's got a fur coat on. His fur, I mean, his fur's not that thick. I don't know. It, it's, like, really what it comes down to. to live in the wild, right? This dog doesn't. It, it, it just comes down to the fact that he can't tell me how cold he is. The yeah. best he can do is pull home... Or do that really sad thing he does where he, like, tucks one of his paws because he doesn't want to walk on it. And it's really cute and sad. But there was a time that it was not that cold. And when I say not that cold, I mean the degrees Fahrenheit didn't have a negative side out of the front of it. That's what, that's what qualifies for not that cold around here these times. So I was walking him and uh, there were these ice sheets. And these ice sheets are just going to, like, be here for a while because it's not going to get warm enough to melt them. And, you know, he's been cooped up so he's a lot of energy. So he wanted to just run, and like, I can't run with you, man, that's not happening. But he just ran, and I bent at the knees, and we slid for, I I slid rather, for a good 15, 20 feet, just like I water skied. Um, Dog slid. Yeah, I I, I Cuba Gooding Jr. that shit. (laughs) And that that was the chaotic moment, was I didn't want him to do that necessarily, but he did it, and I was like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. Um, I gotta praise you for your good reflexes there, Samuel. Oh, thank you. Going up that driveway, though, there have been a couple of times this winter that I've gotten halfway up and just not had enough traction and just slid the rest, slid back down. And once you start sliding down, there's no stopping it. Like, you could scramble against it, but then you're just gonna lose your footing and land teeth first on the ground. So you just have to stand there sadly until you reach the bottom and start over. But we were coming in, and... I lost my footing and started sliding and he just stood there and was an anchor until my momentum stopped and I could go back up. And I was like, see, this is why dogs are better than puppies. 
Because a puppy, a puppy would have made this harder for me, not easier. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so that's how Barley does the cold. How does Citra do in the cold? She thinks that the whole world is a popsicle right now. It's adorable and very irritating. Just licking stuff? You're just like, can you pee for me? And she's like, I have to lick the ground for the next ten minutes. And then uh, her paws get cold and she insists on going back in and you're like, but she didn't pee. Mm. Uh, I, I walked her and she was just eating snow, eating snow, eating snow. And I was just like, there's a sheet of ice and snow on top of it. You'll be fine if I just drag you for a while. <laughs> so uh, I did just drag her for a while. And usually she'll like sniff around and find a place to pee. But it's I think it's confusing for her because... There's just snow everywhere. So right. everywhere looks the same ground. So she just just peed in the middle of the street because it was snow. So yeah. near our house right now, if you look carefully, you can find boot prints next to drag marks where it's just like, you know, parallel lines essentially, and then pee, and then she started walking with me. <laughs> and that, that, was, that was my experience with her today. And then, of course, Barley <laughs> stopped to smell her pee, because uh, he nasty. It's yeah. also very weird. I didn't realize how much our dogs peed until there was a sheet of ice everywhere, and, like, usually it, like, soaks into the ground or, like, goes into the snow, but now it just, like, puddles outward, so there are just, like, large circles of yellow ice yeah, it's in so, our backyard. Yeah, it's so cold that the body temperature urine can't melt the ice fast enough, so it just pools on top. It's very wow. gross. That is not ideal. And theoretically, that's my content for the week. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah, keep so, talking shit. Uh, I'm looking forward to yours. <laughs> I have been told that uh, it's not ideal to drink beer before other alcoholic beverages. Like, you've probably heard, you know, beer before liquor, never been sicker. Yeah, that's, that's a bunch of shit, though, right? Well, that's what our next article is about, Samuel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> Thank you. So, from Cosmos Magazine, not Cosmo Magazine like I initially thought, we have beer first or wine. Order has no effect on hangovers, study finds. So, I never thought that hangover was the thing to be concerned about. Yes, yes. See, Sam, thank you for narrowing in on that. Uh, Two things I was going to mention. One, this article focuses more in on, like, beer before wine, which I guess is like a European concern, which is not really a thing I had heard of necessarily before. And it also talks about um, drinking order as it relates to hangover. And now, as Sam, I think you were about to say, I had always assumed that the beer before liquor thing was about um, Ralphing. Yeah, I mean, I think people were saying that when we were in college. And back then we had young, nubile bodies that weren't concerned with hangovers, but were concerned with vomiting. For sure, for sure. So I, like, I didn't get my first hangover till junior year of college. Like, that's not a thing I was really worried about. Uh, really? Damn, you lucky bastard. Yeah. The, the I very, still remember it. The very tail end when you turned 21, right? 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 Gotta go. Right? <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I have a question, actually. As No, no, I'll save it for my content. Okay. Um, but, so, um, so, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it being you know associated with hangovers necessarily i always thought the deal was like you drink beer and then you drink liquor and like because you've had all that liquid in your tummy you drink those shots of liquor real quick all of a sudden you're going to throw up all that beer and that's the danger is is that the assumption you were under samuel so my thought in college was that's what everyone says 
but like I kind of took it to took it in a different direction where it was like if you're drunk you want to drink slower and beer kind of just inherently makes you drink slower than liquor true does. Too. that's true too so I think in that respect it might even be correct because if all you're doing is taking shots then you might end up throwing up and then it, at that point it doesn't really matter if it's beer first and then liquor or just liquor first and then more liquor right, it's right. like really it's, really it's about the rate of drinking you, it, like if you compare it to to driving it's like you can use shots or whatever to get up to speed and then when you're doing your highway coasting you just drink beer throw it on cruise control yeah um or booze, booze control, control yeah. best uh, friends yeah uh so um but um this article says that uh if you were hoping that drinking, you know, beer and then wine or something like that would aid your hangover, uh, all of the evidence just says that too much alcohol, regardless of what kind of alcohol and how you drink it, is gonna is gonna hurt you. Um, there was a some sort of study where the researchers used 90 volunteers split into three groups. The first group consumed two and a half pints of beer, followed by four large glasses of wine. Dang, they're getting trashed. Second group consumed the same amounts of alcohol but in reverse order, and subject in the third consumed either only beer or wine, and uh, then they a week later they did all like the opposites, and they were uh, then quizzed about their hangovers, and the scientists found that none of the groups had any sort of statistical difference that that was worth anything. Yeah, it's tough with this kind of study where it's a how-do-you-feel type of a thing. Just Also true. It... it immediately kind of weakened the science but i i am heartened that they did as much to control this as possible i guess the only other thing they could have done is had a control group that doesn't drink but then you're just gonna True. say how's your hangover and they're gonna be like my what what yeah i mean it would have been cool if they like did some like blood tests on like you know your hydration levels or you know the the toxins in your blood or whatever that could have given you maybe a more hard data e type reading maybe but 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 those aren't enough to like fully encapsulate a hangover so like that that would have been more like supportive data but i I don't i guess i don't even know if there's a way to do this perfectly right yeah but um the the evidence either way indicates that you can drink liquor in, in whatever order you want it's not gonna help or hurt your hangover i know you were concerned three stacks my understanding is just drink water and like don't already be drunk and then do a bunch of shots uh-huh yeah so my whole thing was i i don't know why this isn't mentioned in the article about the the way to foolproof prevent a hangover and that is uh eating a chicken patty sandwich with barbecue sauce <laughs> yeah i can't disagree with you i miss chicken patties from kins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our cat is crawling into emily's puffy vest right now which she is not wearing she's just the front half of her has vanished. Oh. So, it's adorable. Emily's distracted. I thought, I thought you were going to say the foolproof way of not getting a hangover, which was not drinking. And I was going to be like, oh, I didn't realize it was a trick question, Samuel. No, it wasn't but, a uh, trick question. It just it was, <laughs> it was legitimately very good medical advice. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I, I also want to take some credit for uh, keeping Sam from having a hangover at the last beer fest we went to. Because I gave him advice that he took and then was like oh i don't feel like garbage today was so. it stop drinking idiot 
No. I made him take vitamin B, and then I made him drink a bunch of water, and then I made him drink Pedialyte, and then I made him take ibuprofen before we went to Yo, bed, you, you and then he felt fine, that? so... You heard about that Pedialyte for adults now? I did hear about it. We just got the Pedialyte for babies, because it... Do you guys have a stock of Pedialyte, or did you stock up on the way home? Um... So I bought some a couple days before. Like, I bought some of the actual, like, liquid stuff. We do pretty much always have the little powder packs in our house. Because uh, y'all go hard. I mean... She's a, she's a regiment for when we do beer fests. They're and, good to uh, have around. It's a good thing. And I don't like drinking water, so... I can usually force myself to down a glass of Pedialyte, but Wait. not a glass of water if you I'm You don't drunk. like water. Yeah, it's boring. Hmm. I'm hmm. bad at it. My New Year's resolution every year since 2015 has been hydrate in 2015. I'm going to keep doing it until I do it right, and I haven't yet. This is hmm. the fourth year where I haven't hydrated well enough. Okay. <laughs> I, it's, okay. It, there's really nothing you can do about it, because I'll be, like, drinking water. I'll be like, do you want some water? And she'll say... Yeah, I should drink some water, and I'll get her some water, and then she won't drink the water. And I'm like, th- I'm almost sure that there's an idiom about this, but I don't want to call you a horse. <laughs> oh, dear. That's too bad. I've run into something that is too bad in my life, Samuel. Do you want to take a guess as to what it is? I'm trying to remember. You almost said something was your I content. Did. Something about age? Legal age of something? Did you Did you buy booze for minors? No, although I I am perfectly willing to buy booze for minors anytime, pretty much anywhere. So yeah, just tweet maybe, at us. Maybe just don't say that on the internet. Miners, if you're listening, I will buy you booze. No, that's not it. So tragically, I have run out of marijuana. It's a it's a sad day over here. So is this was this a stash that lasted you from California? Oh hell yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it good? I just assumed it went bad. No, I mean, it can get moldy, but, like, that's if you're, like, a terrible um, trash person. And while I do eat trash, I don't live in it. I guess I would just think if you put a sprig of, I don't know, rosemary in a plastic bag for too long, then you can't use that rosemary eventually. I mean, it. I, I'm not a weed scientist. If you dry it, it first, in, it's fine. Do you, do you dry it, it first? What, no? Yeah, I, I so. don't. Maybe somebody does. I don't know a lot about marijuana. I assumed it was, like, at least partially dried when it yeah, got to you. I guess. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I mean, I guess they dry it out. I don't know. I don't grow weed. It's not just, like... Why not? Isn't that the solution it, to this problem? Don't you just need one uh, cannabis seed and a little <laughs> bit of patience? It's, it's difficult. We tried it in California, and it was a real pain in the ass. And it cost a lot in electric uh, bills. But, so I've, I've, I, should, I should say, though, I, have, I haven't actually run out of um, THC products. I still have a whole bunch of uh, oil concentrate, but... You just rub that under your eyes or whatever? No, you have to, like, heat it up. So now I have to use... A lighter and a spoon? Torch. No, I have to use this blowtorch. And, uh, yeah, I feel like a real, I don't know. A real like train a real, spotting? Real meth head sometimes when I'm, uh, when I'm, if you can see, 
it's um, well, you can't see, I guess. Listener, if you can imagine, it's like a little uh, hobby blowtorch. It's like not like a little like thing that you get at the uh, at the counter at Walmart. It's like um, it's a like rather a, large flaming like, tool, like a creme brulee b- blowtorch. Right, right, exactly like that. And uh, so it's uh, it's tough being me right now. It's not nearly as easy to carry that on a hike with you or something like that. You know, not cool at all. So that's the trials and tribulations I'm dealing with every day over here. But so now, I guess I, d- I still don't know how to apply the oil. You have to heat it up, you've said. Do you, yeah. do you still put it in a bong? I don't know what you do. Kind of. So here, you can see. Other people can't see. Do you see this right here, Samuel? That's a bong. Yeah, and this little piece at the end is like a little glass piece. And so you hit that with the torch, and then you press the oil on the heated glass, and it vaporizes and then you breathe that in huh yeah i just figured you like fried stuff in it and then you had weed broccoli you could probably do that but i don't mess with edibles anymore because they have really messed me up wait yeah is from that one time you were a bird or have there been other times since then i tried to take some on a plane like i had a really long cross-country plane ride and i was like maybe i'll take like an edible yeah maybe being somewhere that i can't escape is the answer to my question well people were like you know i've read about people taking that and like you know calms them down on flights and stuff but i just got like really 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 high and i was trying to do the crossword on the in-flight magazine and they turned the lights out and I got really just angry and frustrated. Um, and you know, there's overhead, overhead lights you can turn on? I was too high, Samuel. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm dealing with now. But what, what I wanted to um, get into is Sam mentioned the other week that you guys were going to uh, Amsterdam. Yeah. Now, you know what's in Amsterdam, right? Uh, yeah. Culture. Okay. Culture, buildings, Culture. old stuff. And Nogwissimo. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to let you guys talk. The dog's whining downstairs. I'm going to go deal with him. Uh, uh-huh. talk, her, talk her into doing weeds now. That's not necessarily my aim. Come on. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't have a problem being around marijuana. Like, I understand uh-huh. that it exists, and it's a thing that people enjoy. It just has never appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not something that I want to seek out and try even if it like became legal in wisconsin i don't think that i would want to do it mm, it's just like i've had it. opportunities and I, every time i've been like that seems like a bad idea and it hasn't been because the, the legal ramifications i guess that's been some of it but like for the most part i'm just like this i don't know my lungs are bad in in the best of circumstances uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh and it just I don't know. I'm an anxious enough person in general. I really feel like trying new drugs is a bad idea for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel what you're saying about, about like, actually smoking. It is definitely uh, weird to, like, breathe in a cloud of smoke. That's pretty strange, so I feel you there. You could, I guess, like, eat a candy bar or something, and they do have varieties that are actually meant to, like, ease anxiety. But I, like I said, I'm not here to talk you into it. I was just curious as to your uh, viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Do what you want to do. It's not, it's not my thing. I'm pretty no, sure. No, just curious. Just curious. But, but you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't let me get high and uh, just uh, put put me on a leash so I don't get lost in Amsterdam. 
I don't know. I feel like that would be a less fun experience for both of us. For you, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, for one of you. I just the worst the worst first date I ever went on was just me sitting in a room with a guy, watching him and, like, five of his friends get high, and then we went to see a play, and then I accidentally made him think that I was super racist. And then, uh... He's not gonna let you just gloss over that. Don't try. Yeah, so so this guy invited me to go see his friend in the a look play. look on Tyler's face right now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my friend goes to the college down the road, and he's in the theater department, and he's going to be in this play. Do you want to do you want to go see it with me? And I was like, sure, why not? And then I guess, like, four of his other high school friends decided to come into town to also see this friend in this play. Uh, and uh, so his friend came to pick me up, because he didn't have a car, so we were going to have to walk, like, a mile, which is fine. But his friend came to pick me up, and I got in the car, and he turned around to me and went, you don't by any chance smoke do you and i was like oh no where is this night going uh he's like yeah we just rolled uh, a huge joint and we're gonna go smoke that so hope and that's cool and i was like i'm already in this car so i guess this is fine and then he said the n-word he didn't i said you. no then you oh. did no then you were like i'm not using any of this africa drug <laughs> and you punched him in the face and ran out huh no I was in a bad place in my life, but that's not the point. Uh, but then we went, and uh, he and his friends smoked a bunch of pot, and then we right, went right, right. We went to this play. Also, it's super cute that you call it pot. Like, nobody under probably 65 does that anymore, just so you know. Was that was that Becca laughing at her in the background? Yeah. Um, but keep going. Yeah, uh, everyone these days calls it dank herb. Dank herb? You know, it's all fine. Uh, Reggie loud the fire. But uh, then we went to that, see that sticky icky yeah, icky ooey. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, but we went to see this play, which was uh, based on the Book of Job, and was a very upsetting play to watch, like stone cold sober. And I can't imagine what watching Probably it high must have been like. Yeah, you would have been way more relaxed. I, I just I don't think I would have. I think it would have been very upsetting that to me. Scarifying. But you still haven't gotten to your accidental racism, which is the whole point of this story. Wait, hold on. Can we can we take a pit stop? Can we pull over real quick? Because I now I'm curious. You because uh, you have to answer all the weed questions. Have you ever smoked and then watch a watched a horror movie? And if so, does it make you more chill about it or more freaked out about it? No, I don't like horror movies. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but I also I have to say I am not a person who gets like weird and paranoid when I smoke. Like, that happened to me, like, one time, I think. But it's not really, it's not, I mean, people react in different ways because everybody has different brain chemicals. But it's not really an issue for me. Now, Becca booed you. Does that mean she does like horror movies? She does, yeah. Can, can you relay my question to her? I'm curious. Sure. Becca, when you get high and watch a horror movie, are you, like, more relaxed about it, or is it scarier? Um, I'm more into it. It's not necessarily scarier, uh -huh. but I'm just more into it. I feel like it would be shitty. But that might be because I don't like horror movies. I also don't like horror movies. I don't know. I'll tell you, when we went to see The Lorax, it made The Lorax the, maybe the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Yo, The Lorax is underrated. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see it again because I don't want to break that magic, but I was into the musical numbers. I enjoyed myself. I wasn't I wasn't uh, potted out. So old. <laughs> so uh, but, so, so back to your who story. did you slur, though? 
We're still off topic. Uh, yeah, so then we were just, like, chatting at intermission, and he was talking about, like, maybe going to get food, and was talking about this great Mexican restaurant. And in context, I thought saying the phrase, I'm not super into Mexican, would be fine, because we'd been talking about Mexican food. And he thought I just meant that I didn't like Mexicans. Uh, and he looked at me with a horrified look on his face, and I had to explain to him that n I just, I, I didn't want to eat Mexican food. So in his defense, even if he did understand what you were saying, a horrified face is the correct response. <laughs> Don't worry, fair listener, I have since fixed her, and she will eat Mexican food now. That's good. I just, he really, really thought that, like, on this first date, I was just straight up saying to him that I didn't like Mexican people. Yeah, who knows, Which man. is a crazy thing to say. I mean, but if you didn't like Mexican people, wouldn't it be better to get that out on the first date than to, like... Oh, I'm totally with in? you. How much would it suck to four months in just to, like, have someone just start dropping slurs and they're like, you're also into this, right? I'm going to a rally later. It's the <laughs> white kind. Want to come? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if that were the case, I guess it would have been better for me to say it. On the first date, but like, uh, given, guys, given no. how much this dude sucked, it might have been better for you to just lean into that and been like, "I'm racist. Can I go now?" Yeah, uh, he did try to get his friend who was high to drive me to a party, and then I politely declined going to that party. And I met up with some friends at a bar and drank a lot. Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable. And then I dated him for like a month anyway. No. That's, yeah, that's not how I thought that story was going to end. That's how every story about a dude she met that isn't me goes, which is like, so I met this guy and he did this unforgivable thing and we dated for only like eight weeks and then uh, now we aren't dating anymore. Oh, I mean, wow. there was the guy who forced me to date him and then I was like, I don't really think that's a good idea. And then he made me and then I dated him for like five months. Was his name uh, R. Kelly? No. It's just not, like not made in that way. More in a in like an emotional abuse type of way. It nice, was just nice. like this a, a we lived several hours apart, and I was like, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm moving to a new city soon, and like, you're six years older than me, which at age twenty two is a a pretty big deal, and uh, I don't think that we should date. And then he just kept asking until I said yes, and then he tried to move in with me like two months in, and I was like. So, Sam, I've just figured out how you get three stacks to, to smoke weed. You just keep asking her until she says yes. Yeah. My shortcoming in our relationship has always been uh, just that Caring I'm too... about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I care about her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, when I'm having a rough day at work, sometimes just sit in my chair and stare at the ceiling and daydream about just kicking the shit out of this guy because I think it would be really satisfying. Because he... This, this dude... I don't like to throw around the term beta cuck... Because I think that uh, I think that the way that it's used has certain implications, but this dude is such a beta cuck and also was such an asshole, and I, so I just like, I think I would beat him up, and he'd be like, I don't know who that wa guy was, but I realized that I had that coming. He did say the most horrifying thing anyone has ever said to me, but it's not he said podcast he appropriate. You said he hated Mexican. No. Oh. So, so you can't just. <laughs> I mean, it's, I really, I love getting into this whole, like, hilarious emotional abuse stuff. Uh, it's really, really good. Just a comedy goldmine. Man, but speaking guys, of speaking of things that are bad, what about beer trends in 2019? Yeah, you guys, you guys may want to move on, like, immediately. 
to uh, Thrillist.com with nine craft beer trends you'll be tired of in 2019. That sound good to everybody? Yeah. Sounds right. like we're not going to get to uh, your scheduled content, but we can save that for a future. That's event. fine. I had so much content that we're not getting to. Eh. <laughs> It'll, this the the yeah. one the one that I'm actually interested in will be around next time, so it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, we're doing this article. It's it's just about a bunch of beer trends, so let's go through them. Um, I feel like a lot of them are kind of repeats from years gone by. Like Numero Uno is glitter beer. We did an article on that. We did an article on that, and it wasn't in 2019, so that, that's from uh, the past. I guess I, th- I thought maybe this will be, this is like 2018 things that are done now, so if you see them in 2019, it's annoying. It's just, early, it's okay. way too early in 2019 to be saying, these are all the things about 2019. Okay, you know what, Sam, you're right, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, the next one is pathological obsession with newness, which is also something we've covered. And is it's deeply entrenched in me and will not be going away this year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the next is The Crowler. Which Uh-oh. I think is... Yeah. Uh, so, um, how familiar are you with CSAs? Vaguely. Basically, like, you pay a subscription fee... And some yeah. farmers just like, here's a bunch of vegetables. We yeah. did a CSA once. It was totally dumb. We threw out 80% of the vegetables. Because uh, were we... they bad or did they just go bad? We just got too many vegetables and it's weird stuff and we didn't know how to use it. And we're like, how are we supposed to use six bunches of lettuce before it goes bad? I see. There's a lot of rhubarb. And it was like, what the fuck do you want from us, guys? Poison somebody. <laughs> I mean, really, it was just like, we can, you know, if... if Usually we make two dinners a week and then have leftovers. So, like, how, like, even if we're building recipes around these vegetables we have, we can't use all of this shit. So, like, eventually we were, like, splitting it with people and stuff, but it it was dumb. We're not doing it again this year. Uh But we did sign up for something sort of like a CSA. What was was it called again? Uh, don't remember. It, I, it, it has a name, but it's essentially a Crowler of the Week club where every we pay a fee and every week we're, we get a Crowler of, I guess, just whatever the Crowler is they happen to be doing that week. And I'm really looking forward to it, so I'm mad at this article now. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's I, I'm not exactly sure why they say they don't like Crowlers. I guess just because, like, it, it oxidizes and people I guess are under the assumption that it doesn't I don't know whatever the next one is sellout culture that's fair I mean everybody's jumping on everybody for like making big moves and that's not necessarily fair to every brewery you know I do think it's fair to, to note when somebody is bought by like SAB Miller or, or something like that but just because you're doing a collab with like you know Ben and Jerry's doesn't mean you're selling out so this is this isn't a criticism of sellout culture. It's a criticism of people criticizing sellouts. That's 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 my opinion. Okay. Well, I ain't going to yeah. read it. There's so many words. All righty. <laughs> pastry beers. Eat my asshole. Uh, yeah, I like pastry beers. I have no problem with that. The thing that, about pastry beers that's good is how good they taste. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, you want a delicious dessert beer? Grab a pastry beer. Especially this time of year. Yes, I do want that. I yep. almost bought more Samoa beer, because it's back, because Girl Scout cookie season, yo! hey I didn't buy more, because I didn't have enough arms at the liquor store today. 
I made her buy me more Jim Beam. Classic. The next on the list is forming lines at brewery bars. Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they say maybe it's a little early to call this a full-blown trend, but apparently um, people have started, uh, in Portland especially, line up at bars, single file, like they're waiting to get a taster at a festival, instead of like using a bar like normal, where you fucking sit down and then the bartender gets to you. You know what I mean? It just, this seems like polite and correct to me. Well, so- No. No, it depends how many people there are. Cause, cause the thing is, if there's 10 bar stools and eight people in line, idiots sit down. But if there's, if there's too many people, then you get the thing where, you know, some people are sitting at the bar and everyone's trying to lean over. And of course the, the most aggressive people get served first. Cause they're, they're the ones irritating the bartender and they want to get them out of the face. Also hot chicks, probably depending on the bartender. Uh, and like, or hot dudes. Or hot dudes. Well, I wouldn't know. They don't exist in Wisconsin. Luckily for me, the competition nice. is nice and low. Uh, yeah, I mean, Boris moved out, so. Yeah, yeah. as soon as Boris left, I was like, yes! Also, uh, Jed lived here briefly. That's uh, true. Jed did live, live here briefly. Uh, I'm glad he's not in my state. Yeah. Uh, Sexy long hair of his. Small dong. Just what I'm into. Rippling bod. Misshapen dog also. Grapefruit sized testicles. You can't even see the wiener if you look at him from the wrong angle. Like planets. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, right. It's just like getting served at a bar, like at the bar itself, can be such chaos and so frustrating because I'm the type of person that'll kind of like try and weasel my way in and look around and watch someone show up at the bar and get served before me and just been like, be like, Oh, I hate you, and I'll always hate you. And, like, it's not their fault. They got lucky. But, so, like, in that respect, single file lines would be nice. Tyler, you disagree on all counts. I just, okay, like, I I feel like doing single file line at a a traditional bar is not a good plan. If you want to have, like, some sort of new fucking tasting room in which this is how you do it, that's fine, but you can't allow people to then sit and order at the bar. Like, you can't do two things at once. Either you do the traditional sit and order, or you do some sort of whack, single-file line jobby. I think once, otherwise, I think otherwise say, everything is madness. Once the bar is full, then next is the single-file line. I think that makes total sense. Just, it, de- it depends on the layout of the joint, I suppose. Yeah, I just, like, the, the bar that we frequent most often, uh, Hop House in Verona, Wisconsin, yeah. uh... They really should start sponsoring us. We plug them every fucking week. It's, they're they're also the ones we're getting the the growler of the, the crowler of the month club by, from. By well, the way, if anybody listened, maybe you'd have a shot. I know. Uh, but like, they have, you know, they have a bunch of tables where you can go sit, and no one's gonna come to your table and ask what you want. They do, but like, that's not. You don't just sit down and wait for someone to ask you what you want if they're if they're dead people come by but generally they're not dead so they're just serving whoever is waggling in front of them at the bar but like we are there at least once a week and very often it's a situation where like half the seats at the bar are taken and there's a group of six that walks in and they send two people up to get beers for everyone and like yeah they form an orderly line at the bar because this is the midwest and that's what you do but like I don't, as a person who often sits at the bar, I would much rather they form a line at one end of the bar so that one of the two bartenders can take their order and serve them than, like, 
awkwardly lean over me and listen in on my conversation because they're trying to just like sneak in wherever they can. Like, yeah, this bitch. happens. This happens at Hop House, and it happens, I think, successfully. But the thing is, none of the three of us should be the ones commenting on this. I guess may maybe me a tiny bit because I tended bar a tiny teeny bit. But the the patrons aren't the ones who should be making these decisions. The bar staff are the ones who should make yeah, these I guess decisions. That's true. If if they would rather have the the chaos at the bar because they don't want to have to figure out where the line is or whatever, then I would defer to them. It if it were me, I would rather have the bar just so I could know who I'm serving next. Like I cuz I feel like in the in the there's a three person line at every stool situation you never know whose turn it is right and now all of a sudden it's my job to keep track of who got here first fuck that y'all get in line so i know <laughs> i i don't know man i, I whatever we gotta move on it's, i'm just a fan of lines tyler tyler you're being <laughs> a real y'all jerk a of, y'all a bunch of squares i got that east coast rude i'm just gonna be jumping in there throwing dollar bills to people i thought you're gonna say throwing bows I mean, I want to get that beer. I, I guess, be I guess we bows. should both go to a bar together, because I think whether it's throwing bows or throwing dollar bills, I'm going to be besting you. Come to Hop House. With- Jerry will be like, who's this guy? And Sam will be like, he's a friend. And then Jerry will be like, I'm so sorry, sir. That's not exactly how it works. It's not. Jerry's great, though. Jerry's a nice guy. I don't like what just happened. Uh, the next one on the list people. is talking about corn, and I am already over talking about <laughs> corn, as you can tell. So I wholeheartedly agree. I'll never be over corn. (laughs) I've reached the point. Milkshake IPAs is next on the list. Oh, yeah. Please stop. I mean, really, uh, I think milkshake IPAs are a weird spinoff of hazy IPAs, and I'm so done with hazy IPAs. I like hazy IPAs. Milkshake IPAs have never really done it for me, but I also don't find them necessarily, like, offensive. I don't really care. I don't know. I just, uh, this, the person who wrote this article is so up their own ass about beer. <laughs> like Let people like what they like. Beer. I've had some very good milkshake IPAs. I've also had some very meh milkshake IPAs, but like, yeah. it seems like their argument is just like, it's not a real beer if it doesn't hurt your mouth to drink it because it's so hoppy. And like, I don't know, the fact that pastry stouts and milkshake IPAs are both on there Makes me feel like this person thinks that if you want to drink a beer, you should be drinking an IPA and nothing else. And like... Yeah, was this written by somebody who works for Stone? <laughs> they do name check Stone at one point. There you go. I, I don't I don't remember the context. I only skimmed it. Just Ezra Johnson Greeno and Andy... God, why are their names so hard? Andy Kurza. Kurza? Kurza. Probably. Kurza. Just... Let people like what they like. The Lizza, the Jizza, the Krizza, the Ghostface. and Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It seems like they're just like, any beer that doesn't taste exactly like a beer shouldn't, you shouldn't like it and you shouldn't drink it. I think that's an important distinction because he's saying milkshake IPAs should stop because they're not a real beer. And I'm saying I would like milkshake IPAs to stop being such a big deal because I don't like them. And can they stop being 80% of what I find at the liquor store, please? Yeah, that's fair. The last one, uh, getting kind of to your point, still three stacks, is uh, the annual pumpkin beer freakout. Again, they're hating on people for liking something. I don't like pumpkin beer, 
generally, but whatever. If people want to make it, go ahead. I just let people like what they like. Pumpkin beer yeah, is good. You like being a racist person or something like or that. Or like saying age is just a number. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. With most, like, food trends, I don't know. People get very angry about mostly things that women like. And it's upsetting to me. How do you feel about me. pineapple on pizza? I mean, I don't personally want pineapple on my pizza, but... I'm a recent convert. I used to hate it. I'm into it now. I fucking love it. It's so good. Just... Uh. If, it's fine. If you want to do that, do that. I just... Oh, I do. It seems like a lot of the, the craft beer trends that people get angry about are the things that are designed to bring new people into craft beer. And particularly bring women into craft beer. And you're saying this is some ogre sitting in a cavern saying, this is what I think of beer as, and if you think of beer as something different, then fuck off. You're not welcome in my cavern. I mean, that is what it, how this seems. In that they're like, pumpkin beers and milkshake IPAs and pastry stouts are all, and glitter beers are all garbage, and they have no place in craft beer. Get them out of here. Yeah, that's certainly a valid take on this article. It's it's kind of just clickbaity bullshit but whatever (laughs) and we bought it so with that in mind shall we wrap up today's episode uh yeah we'll just have to we'll just have to save uh this this glowing uh orb of content oh i'm sorry no if you have something you want to talk about no no it can wait drop it down no it it can crack it crack an egg and knowledge on my head no it should really just wait i just was trying to tease it a little bit Alrighty. it's fine we'll see you in six weeks with this Uh, probably five weeks. It's a five-week rotation. And that is a five-week rotation plus the two-man show. The two-man show, I've decided, doesn't deserve its own slot in the rotation because it happens accidentally too often. When uh, Jed says he'll be here and then <laughs> cancel last minute or whatever. Yeah, that's 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 pretty fair. Uh, so who wants to rate their What is going on at your home? Is there something going on at my home? Is she raking a frying pan? Oh, I don't know. Becca might be cooking. I can't tell. Okay. I got it's these weird. buds it's in. It's weird that I can hear it and you can't, but all right. Yeah, I, I got that uh, I got that dumb brain. What can I say? You got that, that dumb brain. That clinically diagnosed that dumb clinically, brain. I, I'm clinically diagnosed with having dumb brain. It's fatal. You're terminal. It's, everything is fatal eventually. That's <laughs> a good point. Uh, you know what? I'll just do my beer first. How about that? I had Guayabara Citra Pale Ale from Cigar City Brewing. It was 5.5% ABV. This was a pretty good beer. Um, the the Citra hop character was definitely noticeable, but it also had kind of some nice fruitiness to balance it out. I think this is, is a beer... Hmm. This is a good beer, like, to show that you're doing something different, but it also tastes recognizably like a beer. You know, they're getting some interesting flavors in there, but the the hot backbone is still definitely present. You know that it really is a pale ale. Um, So I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I'm going to give it, I think I'll give it a 7.7 and recommend this to, I don't know, people who really love the, the Citra variety. It's, it's very present in this beer and uh, very uh, pleasant as well. Well, uh, I mean, obviously you're talking to three sex there. Emily loves Citra. I think she's fine. Uh, our dog is great. Yeah, I think both of them are great. She eats her own poop. Having... She does eat her own poop. That is a challenge that we are working through. 
Let he who has not consumed feces cast the first stone. Yeah, the Bible's weird, huh? It's so weird. Who's going next? Uh, I will. Uh, I had Oddside Ale's Imperial Mayan, and um, my opinions haven't changed much. Uh, I was wondering, just based on my first sip, like, is this heat going to build on me and end up kicking my ass? And the answer is no. It kind of it kind of fades sip by sip, which isn't really a complaint. Um, it's been so long since I drank a hot pepper beer hot enough that it was a struggle to finish. And, like, I kind of yearn for that. But I don't think that's what this beer was trying to be, so I'm not going to hate on them for not doing that. It's really just like a, oh, it's been a while since I had that. It'd be nice. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know you're going to do that. This is, I mean, I've talked before about this type of beer, and this is perfect at being what it wants to be. At least, maybe I'm projecting here. I I think I know what it wants to be, and it's doing it, and that's a thing that I like. I'm going to give this a 9-2. Anyone who likes hot pepper beers should drink it. It's a great one of thems. Alrighty. And Stax, what do you think? Yeah, I had uh, Guns N' Rosé by Oscar Blues. It uh, claims to be crisp af. Uh, <laughs> and what does af stand for? She's also funky. She doesn't say the F word, so she's uh, sipping awkwardly. I think this beer did what it was trying to do really well. It's a little bit fruity, a little bit sour. It really did kind of just taste like a sparkling wine. So I I would give it probably an 8-2, and I would recommend it to uh, any any ladies who want a brunch drink that is uh, not, you know, just Andre. So you would say, uh, hey, ladies, get funky. I would say, hey, ladies, get funky. Um, but also, if there are if there are dudes who are looking to... Get drink, funky. Drink a champagne beer. Um, I think no, this one is very good. No, drink a champagne beer. You should have that brute by Fat Tire. I think you should have uh, that champagne yeast IPA by Surly. Oh well, there you go. There are a lot of champagne beers. I think this one does a good sparkling rosé. I, w- I would uh, say if you just had a sip of a hot pepper stout, don't try this because it'll taste like total ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> as she offers you another sip. I just I just had a sip of this. It like yeah. it, the the uh, I'm good. Uh the the combo is it's uh not ideal. All right. Also the well, can's pretty. The Oscar Blues does a good job I think with their designs. Yeah. Neo industrial kind of. But uh that's for a different podcast. Listener, if you have anything to say about can art or anything else you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday, or you can comment on our links at BrewsdayTuesday.com. Don't let us keep you down. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Comes up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine.